You're listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.us or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. There are moments when impartation is available in in the room, and and I feel like that a lot of times for me, I look at it as, as something that I receive by faith, which is true, but I believe that there's times when impartation actually comes through patient. It actually comes through action, me doing something, and then I receive something. It's like telling Jesus, if you'll give me power, then I'll go. And sometimes he says, you go, and while you're going, you'll get. <laughs> because it's the action. And so I felt like there were, um, I'm going to take a risk personally, I felt like there were six people in the room that had physical that physical pain. Now, if there's more of you, I'm, I'm glad for it. But um, if you've got physical pain right now that you can feel, just raise your hand in in the air high enough to where I can I can see you. I felt like there, there were two on that side and one, two, three, and four, and another. Two two more. Are there is there somebody that's worshiping down there, isn't there? <laughs> Mom's pointing out to you, right? Been my guess. Who was over there even though I couldn't see her. Okay, awesome. So what I want you all to do is to, to stand up if you've got pain in your body. And you guys are the, are the prayer team. This is the activation. So if, you, if you're around somebody who's, who's standing or raised their hand and they, maybe they can't stand, I want you to go ahead and, and just pray for them like, like you've learned. Short prayers, authoritative prayers. <clears throat> Ask them if you can put hands on them if you don't know them. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jesus. Yep. Use your authority. Make that pain leave. you to have them have them check it see where the pain level's at say if it was a 10 where's it at now who who's who's better who's who's completely better anybody completely healed no pain left people are still praying Pray again. You know what we do. We just keep praying until they until they don't let us or until they're healed. 
prayed for a blind guy twice. <clears throat> it gives us permission to pray several more times. Spirit for what you're doing. Thanks for complete healing. Uh, thanks for unraveling anything that's not true in people's minds right now about them being worth being healed. Yeah. Okay. Just want you to check again. See where their pain level is real quick. Just stop praying real fast. See how it is. Remember the power is not in, in your prayer. Yeah. Is your pain gone? Less. Less. 50%? 50%? Would you have back pain? Okay. In your lower back? You, you know what to do. We've got one that's 50% better. Anybody else that's, that's, that's 50% or more better? Raise your, raise your hand. More better or more better, whatever. we got one, two. Anybody else better? Hey, for everybody that's getting prayer right now, just give me your attention just for, just for 15 seconds. I just want you to say this over yourself. Just repeat this after me. I'm worth being healed. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and pray again. We'll pray one more time. This is pain is supposed to leave. <laughs> Jesus paid for it to leave. So thank you, Jesus, for your kingdom coming in this moment on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reinforcing the victory that Jesus paid for. We speak peace over every person right now in the name of Jesus. We release peace. Thanks for breaking the power of addiction too right now in Jesus' name. Thanks, Lord. Thanks, Jesus, for Thanks, Jesus, for healing people on the inside too right now. Internal things. Lord, we thank speak peace and healing into heart right now, into emotions right now. We release your love into wounding right now. We thank you for rejection being healed right now and the full acceptance of the Father becoming reality for people in the room right now. We thank you for that. We thank you, Father, for every emotional thing that's going on, that your kingdom would come in the realm of, of the soul in this, in this moment right here. Whatever it is, we thank you that you're the answer. You got the cure for it. 
It's your love. It's your love in your blood. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks, Father. Thanks, Jesus. All right. Anybody else? He healed. Pain. Uh, whoops. Anybody else? Uh, pain. Gone. Pain gone. Feel better. Anybody? Can. Still the same. You better, Johnny? Some better? Little? Lot? A little? About a 10 to an 8. That's good. Jesus is doing something. Yes, God. We celebrate all, all victories. Thanks, Jesus, for more right now. Hey, if her, her back pain didn't leave, she might have an alignment issue. Yeah. You can just, if she's willing, you can bring her up front. Assuming the position. yeah just give it a a, a couple more minutes thank you guys yeah thanks Jesus let's just pray one more time while, while we're in this thank you your love invading these places right now. Thank you. People that had pain, can you test it out? Can you try and do something, something that's an act of faith for you? Whatever your faith is, I'm not looking for you to do something I'm asking you to do, just anything that's, yeah, or just keep receiving. Thanks, Jesus. Just a couple more minutes. We got somebody assuming the alignment position. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to give you the Susie's testimony here in just a second of what something happened last week. So for the rest of you, we just bless what God's doing in you. And sometimes the kingdom comes in seed form, and I don't know why. And I'm not going to stop contending for it not to come in the full manifestation in the moment. But we know that something started happening here. We'll just expect it to continue throughout the rest of the time we're together. 
Thanks, Jesus. Yeah, thanks, Jesus. Father, thank you right now for just impartation through activation, people being willing to go after what you paid for, Jesus, what you demonstrated to us. Thank you for greater revelation of it throughout the rest of this time we're together today. In Jesus' name, thanks, Lord. still there a little bit okay but it's much better yes Jesus thank you Lord so good Jesus is doing things you guys can if you hit the lights I wanted to share just last week I've got some more testimonies Alex getting ready to come up and share some in a second but I wanted to share with you what happened um, last week so Susie's leg for you said had surgery decades ago for bone cancer actually I remember we talked about that now because my sister had the same type of bone cancer same surgery actually opposite opposite leg strangely enough and so they removed they removed Susie's femur they replaced it with a rod and for decades now her leg that the rod's been in has been longer than the other leg and that's and it was not an alignment issue so last week Colson who's nine years old was sitting on the second row and he was just being a kid, and I, you know, <laughs> I asked Grandma, you know, or uh, is it, does they, does Colson, he calls her Grandma, okay, I'm just trying to get all the, the correct Grandma names um, for the correct grandkids, <laughs> it can get a little confusing when they have more than one grandkid, um, so he comes up and prays, for the, to my knowledge, he's nine, it's the first time he'd ever prayed for somebody for a miracle, and saw it. <laughs> for somebody never prayed for somebody for a miracle and he saw a miracle because we just had him pray you know in Jesus name let grow and so her her bone would have had to have grown out right if I, I went I went home and processed this later so her good leg was shorter than the leg she had surgery on I'm right so her bone would have had to have shift out because if her alignment shifted out for her leg to actually lengthen her alignment wasn't off you actually would have your back up. Jesus doesn't, <laughs> Jesus doesn't, that would be like a, the opposite of a healing. <laughs> so, so now Susie said for the first time this week, for the first time in decades, she's been able to stand level where both legs are and she doesn't have to bend one, um, which is, I mean, always stood with one bent and now that's, that's gone. I mean, that, that was... That's a creative miracle. We talk about miracles. There's a difference. I'm not going to explain the difference between miracles and healing or healings. I'll take any of any and all of the above, right? I don't care. I don't, you can call it whatever you want. There was restoration of, of her life, life in it more abundantly. My gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for, for, for participating. Uh, yeah, God is so good. So I'm going to have Alex come, and she's going to share... 
Aaron and Alex are over outreach, but they're also over the children's church. And so we want, uh, we're going to have her share some testimonies of what's happening in our kids' church. Because if you, if you don't have kids, you may not know what's going on in there. So she's going to take a few minutes and, and share. Thanks, Alex. Good morning, everybody. My child just loves me so much, I can't put him down right now. Um, so yeah, I'm Alex, and we have officially taken over the Children's Church. Um, so this we just wanted to share a couple things that have been happening in there. Um, every day we have them, <laughs> we have them um, sit down and hear what Jesus is saying to them, and it's been really, really interesting. Um, so I'm just going to share a couple of those now. Um, Aaliyah saw a picture of her and Jesus walking hand in hand down a street. Um, he touched her and she touched him and he said, I love you so much. <laughs> Tegan said, Jesus loves little children and saw Jesus with a bunch of little kids around him. Calvin, Calvin heard that Jesus went to the cross and died for us and that the rainbow is truth. Tegan saw the manger with baby Jesus, the animals around, and Mary and Joseph hugging over the baby. Um, the kids regularly ask each other to pray for them, for one another. So they just are like, hey, I have a headache. Who wants to come pray for me? And they just run around. Um, so we've seen Rashad's ankle healed. Um, we've seen Calvin's headache leave. We saw Aaliyah got rug burned because it gets intense in there sometimes. She, <laughs> she got rug burn, and it stopped hurting, and it physically disappeared in front of us. Um, and um, we've just seen multiple more boo-boos healed. Um, outside of Sundays, a few of our kids go to school and tell people about Jesus. Quite a few of them have been told to stop, but they keep doing it. Um, they pray for their classmates, their classmates, mom and dad, um, and they see healings in their day-to-day -day life. Um, Calvin prayed for his Nana. She wasn't sleeping but two, three hours a night, and now she said that she's had the best sleep she's ever had since then. Um, so this all shows how simple and easy it is. You know, these kids aren't sitting down for hours not saying don't sit down hours, quietly sit still and listen to Jesus, but I don't think they're capable of that right now. Um, they just simply hear or see, and it's been awesome because we've had instances where Jesus shows them stuff, and they don't even know how to explain what they're seeing, and they draw it out, and then it, like, wrecks people that they give their pictures to or, you know, so... We just wanted to share that and say that Jesus is moving even in the littlest kids. The nursery has tons of testimonies too, so it's been awesome. So if y'all want to be a part of it, we're always open doors for y'all to come join. So yeah, thank you. Thanks, Alex. We drop that off back there. How amazing is that, right? I mean, the kids are they're they're. This has been. It's super emotional for me, you know, for us, because this has been our dream since the beginning, is that the kids 
would always learn everything that we were learning, but at their level, and that they would always operate in what we were operating in, uh, and more. And their seeing visions, I mean, all those things you can tie to biblical, you know, truth, good theology, it's, you know, healings happen, miracle, you know, miracles are happening. They're sharing the gospel with, they're sharing Jesus with their classmates, Oh, uh, it's it. When somebody tells you to stop sharing the gospel, it'll be the only time I tell you not to conform um, to that. And sometimes you just got to be Jehovah sneaky and and different. You, you just do it in different ways. But the gospel is going to keep advancing uh, regardless of um, how they feel how they feel about it. Right. <laughs> so that's it's just beautiful. I love it. And uh, as Alex said, we always need volunteers in there. So sometimes volunteers go in there and they end up learning more than what they're more than what they're teaching. And I'm always paying attention when kids are around because I feel like we have a lot to learn from them in just the way that they have fun and do kingdom things, and and things still are are happening. Um, I think that's the way Jesus intended it to be. So yeah, he's good. He's so good. And so, uh, yeah, Donnie, I had something for you real quick. I'll share a couple of prophetic words that I felt like I had during worship. And um, I, I saw you standing uh, shoulder to shoulder um, with, with a bunch of people. And I felt like the, the feeling of family uh, is going to a whole new level in your life. And I feel like the intentionality of your connection with people has actually been the catalyst in helping you grow. Um, and that it's, it's benefiting. Um, I just saw that, that what you, when you're around people and you've positioned your heart to learn from them, that they're gaining so much from you uh, because of the hunger that you carry uh, and because the, that you're showing them uh, that this is, what, this is what teachable looks like uh, and, and this is what it's, it's supposed to be like for the rest of our lives. And so, Father, thanks so much for what you're doing. And Donnie, thank you that you brought them and the family, him and the family here, uh, Lord, and all that we're learning, uh, all that we're learning through him and how hungry he stays. Uh, yeah, just we bless them. Uh, bless Christy. Bless the kids right now in Jesus' name. Thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> thanks, man. Love you too, bro. Thanks, man. Who is it? Is it uh, Adrian? Is Diane. Diane? I had all the right letters, I think, <laughs> except for the R. Diane, can I share something with you real fast? So I felt like uh, during worship, I heard uh, the father say, "I'm, I'm rewarding her faithfulness," and I felt like that a Hebrews eleven six was yours. Uh, that he um, he who comes to him must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Uh, and I felt like that. He's found you. He's found you faithful, and your faithfulness has actually become a launching pad for everything that you want to step into. I even felt like today was going to be a day that really was special for you in the sense of getting some some spiritual things that you've been wanting spiritually um, that you've been like contending for. I felt like that the Father was depositing them in you, and I felt like that even part of the reason you're here. 
was that specific thing. You, were, you came uh, with a real good agenda uh, to get something that the Father's been wanting to give you anyway. And I felt like that because of this, uh, the doors that you've been hoping would open are going to, and it's actually going to, to bring you into a place of being able to uh, minister out in the way that you've been. I felt like there's just been this longing of being able to see people really get really get the kingdom and really, you know, even some of what I'm going to talk about today, I feel like that they could really experience Jesus would be a better way of saying it. Does that make, make sense to you? <laughs> okay, so thanks, Father, for, for Diane. We've never met before either, have we? Okay, I didn't think we had. I've said that to people before, and they're like, yeah, three times. I'm like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's not that you're not memorable. It's totally on me. So, yeah, so thank you, Jesus, for, for Diane. Thank you for for the family. Thank you for her faithfulness and the demonstration of what it looks like to be a faithful person. Thanks for the reward you're giving her. Thanks that you always give good gifts and that what she's going to get is going to way beyond what she's been expecting. And so we bless them right now in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to make room for more demonstration. I, I love teaching. And I love to teach, and I, I would spend I'd spend hours in schools teaching. I just in ministry schools. I just I love it. It's it's my thing. Um, there's a it's just a, there's a passion and desire in me to to do that. But I also realize that that there's that we have a show and tell gospel, and that there needs to be demonst- public demonstration that brings revelation at times instead of I understand it or I get a revelation and then I'll go and practice it. Um, that's not actually the, the way that the kingdom works. Jesus told the disciples, you go, heal the sick, you know, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, raise the dead, and freely as you have received, freely give. Well, you realize that none of, none of the disciples were even saved yet because Jesus hadn't even went to the cross. And so they're there demonstrating what kingdom was. And, the, and you saw them operate a normal life. They were just a mess. Right? And so he, he, there's a lot of things that we can learn from that. It doesn't mean that we stay a mess. It just means that Jesus isn't waiting to use us. And he trusts us a whole lot more oftentimes than we trust ourselves. Or we think that we should be trusted with, with things of the kingdom. And, and so the disciples, it appears to me that they actually learned through doing and then Jesus would teach also so there's 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 a balance of both but I see that the activation of their lives what they demonstrated in what Jesus demonstrated them he then activated them in by not a prayer to prayer line saying you're activated to you know I lay hands on you and and uh, you know you get the oil and you just run down and, and whack everybody or whatever I don't know what kind of culture you've come from before, but I always tell people, if you're going to get oil on me, it better be Jesus, right? Especially if you're going to get it all on my clothes. But uh, <laughs> you're getting a dry cleaning bill, you know. <laughs> but but I don't, I, it doesn't appear to me like Jesus was like, here, I, I pray for you and then I activate you. He just said, watch me. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build relationship with you. He gathered people around him, he demonstrated to them what kingdom lifestyle was like, and then he said, you go do it. 
Oh, and I don't believe it's more complicated than that. <laughs> I love school. I love all the teaching that we get. It's necessary to have healthy theology. But it doesn't take a, a whole school or years for you to get this. Three and a half years, the disciples were with Jesus. Right? They went from knowing nothing of the kingdom to actually being the first church, the, the greatest revival that there, there ever has been. But they didn't call it revival. As I've said before, they just called it normal life. <laughs> so it was, it was normal life for them to demonstrate kingdom. And so today I want to I talk to you about the kingdom. I feel like we've, we've laid an incredible foundation and we'll continue to, to build upon that, but I feel like we've laid an incredible foundation of what it looks like to operate out of love. That everything in the kingdom comes through the door of love. It's all about him loving, him, us allowing Him to love us, us loving Him back, and through that we'll love people. But love, as Sarah, we've heard her say, love looks like something. Love's not just me being kind to somebody. Love's not only, even though it's important, love's not only feeding the feeding the poor. Love's not only giving people clothes and things like that. There are service organizations that do that much better than the church does. You know, it's, they've been built for years. They're great at what they do, and I'm grateful for what they do. And, and a lot of times we just partner with what they're doing. But the gospel is, is more than that, even though it is that. It has to be practical, both practical, giving, of our money, of our time, and, it, and it, has, it has to be supernatural. I'll, I'll say something that I, I feel like I have, I have permission to say, and, and I believe it's in 1 Timothy chapter 4, it's first or, or 2 Timothy chapter 4, when, when Paul tells Timothy, now in latter times, uh, I feel like the, the, you know, he says, the Spirit expressly says that people will actually begin to to adhere to doctrines of demons. That they'll fall away from the faith and they'll begin to listen to doctrines of, of demons. They'll begin to be deceived. If you look at Gal Galatians chapter 1, and Paul says to the Galatian church, if anybody comes to you and preaches another gospel to you, he said, let them be accursed. Any other gospel... If it's an angel from heaven or anybody else preaches to you another gospel other than the gospel that we've given you, let them be accursed. Let them be cut off. If you look that up, it's, it's pretty severe, right? Pretty hostile. And so I believe that good people have been led astray by deceptive spirits in teaching some of the things that are taught that are called the gospel. I really do. And there are brothers and sisters, and, I, and I, I believe in unity with the whole church. But I believe that there's, there's one gospel. And it's demonstration of, of what the power of God looks like on planet earth that we see, that, that we're supposed to see from heaven's perspective. It, it has to come with demonstration. It's not a gospel that just makes life better and so I can get a nicer house and a nice car and have nice clothes and get a good job. All those things are great. All those things I believe are a part of favor even though people in other countries that have the gospel and that are on fire with Jesus don't have those luxuries. So it, it, that can't be 
the fulfillment of what Jesus paid for. It has to be more than that. And, and I'm grateful that there's a whole bunch of people that are on planet Earth that, that get and are getting all the time that, that, that it's more than that. That it's actually Jesus, it's what Jesus preached and he preached the kingdom. If you look at how many times he talked about the kingdom versus he talked about heaven, you'll, you'll find a staggering difference between the amount of times that he said kingdom and then he, said, then he talked about a place to go to versus a, a, him actually demonstrating a place that was supposed to be here. Let me, give you, let me give you some scripture and give you some example. And I want to I remind us, so I feel like now is the time that we must press in for a greater demonstration of the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. That we have to, I believe it's our responsibility in a good way, not to put pressure on ourselves, but our responsibility in a good way to press in, to operate in a greater, a greater amount of the power of God. We've laid a foundation of love, and so I understand that if you've been hurt where they operated in power and they didn't operate in love, you know what I mean? Get healed of that. Just, just understand that power is part of the gospel. It was, but I'll tell you this, that it was never meant to be separated from love. So some are like, oh, we love, and oh, we operate in power. How, I, I don't honestly see, it doesn't compute in my mind how you separate love and power when it comes from God. I believe that they are one and the same. The love of God is the power of God. It's, demonst- it's, it's, al- it's always about love, and it's always a demonstration of love. It's the same love that takes me to give somebody gas money that needs it. It's the same love that... that requ- for me to be able to actually even want to do that, to be generous financially, what we call practical, practical generosity, it takes love, the same love it takes to see a bone grow out. Right? It's always about the person. It's always about the person in front of me. When, when there's a need that needs to be met, just like you guys last week, I wanted to tell you all the money came in for Pakistan and more. You guys did an amazing job, and, and I'm so, we're so grateful that you partnered with us because when I go, when we go, you guys are going. You know, so we're partnering. And, and all of you that have prayed about the visas, uh, within 24 hours, those visas were approved. That is, if you ever dealt with the systems that they have, that is miraculous, right? You guys did practical things through, through love that demonstrated, it demonstrated an aspect of the kingdom. Right? It's, it's, but it's the same love that takes to be generous as it takes to see miracles happen. It's not stepping into something else. right? We don't have to be afraid. I'm going to get too off-center and unbalanced in power. No, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think when you have a foundation of love that's even possible. And when you're in community with people who care about you and that you're in relationship with and you're actually walking in this together... It, that's the great thing about, one of the great things about community is that if you get a little bit off in some kind of theology, guess what? We're going we're gonna to help. I got people that help me with that. I bring them stuff and it's, a, it's accountability. It's, it's just, it's partnership. It's what the kingdom's about. And so this, this thing is supposed to be demonstrated in power. And now's, now's the time for, for us to, to press into more. There's too many times where people are walking away not healed. 
Too many times when people are walking away without, without breakthrough. We're seeing miracles happen, right? We're seeing healings happen. We're seeing people come to Jesus. Have you ever heard the, the term full but not satisfied? It's, it's, a, it's related to kingdom, and it's that, to me, this is what it means, is that I, I remember the things we're seeing. I remember the, the bone that grows out. I remember the kids that are seeing miracles in, in kids' church. I remember the people that are giving their lives to Jesus. I'm thankful for that. I'm, I stay thankful. I stay grateful. And at the same time, I, I, I hunger for and thirst for more because there's way, way more than what we're experiencing. Right? There's so much more. There's so many people that still need healed. There's still so many people that need to know Jesus. So... So I can actually remain in that place. It's not a place of desperation. Of, it's, a, it's a place of, of hunger to me. I, I, I'm sorry. It, 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 can, it can be desperation if it's not me begging God for something that he already wants to do. It's all in a matter of, of my perspective and the matter of my thinking. And so there's so, so much more that's supposed to be and is going to be happening. God has been preparing us for the more. Your character is your container, as, as David Wagner says, right? So we're not going to stop focusing on the fact that we live in holiness and that we, we walk with a foundation of love. We're not going to stop that. We're not leaving that to operate in power. I am prefacing this with a, a little a little bit extra because I know that some of us have come from places where you've seen, you've seen power without love. But you've been here long enough that you've come to know us well enough that that's not, that's not going to happen with us. Oh. So Jesus, let me remind you of a prophecy first. There was a, a dear friend and a, and a brother, uh, Robert Karst, spoke a prophetic word in 2013 while we were still in the house at mom's house, and we were, we were starting to revive the world in a home group, and he said, this is part of what the Lord said, how do you think I will reach this generation? Through inter intellectual conversation? No, with a big exclamation point. And through signs and wonders. You are on a mission others have strayed away from because of disappointment and doctrinal issues, but if we show God our faith through our, our, our obedience to what he tells us to do, he will confirm this mission with a miraculous. How will I reach this generation? Through intellectual conversation. That always cracked me up, right? Um, so Jesus was reminding us a couple things. For one, the kingdom comes with demonstration. Always comes with demonstration. Every time the gospel was preached in the New Testament, it came with signs, wonders, and miracles. Every time the gospel was preached. Paul says it in 1 Corinthians 2, 4, uh, or right around in there. He, he said, did I come to you with persuasive words of man's wisdom? He said, I chose not to know anything except Christ and him crucified. Some say that that's because, he said, I was in weakness and in trembling. And some say that's because he wasn't very uh, powerful in his articulation of the gospel, which I think is absolutely ridiculous um, because of his education and because of his articulation when he was actually in he Hebraic law. It, I, I believe it was because he had, in Athens, had actually 
shared the gospel with them without demonstration, and he see that some people believed in it. And, he's, and he had one of those, you know, pastor's blue Mondays when you go over what you said a hundred times and wonder why it didn't work out so well. <laughs> you're like, oh, you rehearse it over and over. You're like, I don't know. This was supposed to go down differently. Jesus, I'm not real sure. And, and, and it appears to me like, like Paul had made up his mind that I'm going to preach the gospel, but I'm going to make room for demonstration of the kingdom. I'm going to preach the gospel of the kingdom, and I'm going to make room for it. And he said, he says it to the Corinthian church so that your faith would not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God, right? This is not an intellectual gospel. <laughs> not many wise, not many noble when we, knew Je- when we come to Jesus, right? He's like, these are the we- I use the weak things of the world to confound the wise. It's, it's, good, it's good news, and so God was reminding us through that that this, this is a gospel that gets demonstrated. It comes with power. If it doesn't come with power, it actually isn't the fullness of the gospel. It's not the whole thing. And so when I talked about it, I believe that some people have been deceived into to talking about a gospel that's without power, that signs, wonders, and miracles don't exist any longer, that the gifts of the Spirit aren't for today, I believe that some of it is deception, maybe all of it, there's a little deception in all of it, but some of it is what Jesus said to us through this word, is that I've put you on a path that others have strayed away from because of disappointment and doctrinal issues. I believe that at times, there's doctrines that could appear like they fall in that category of doctrine of demons, but they actually come from a place of disappointment. And people have tried to see miracles, and they didn't happen. And so then you create a a theology that protects your heart and says, well, if I don't ever pray for it again, I don't have to worry about being disappointed. If I don't pray for healing again, then then you can't disappoint me. So I'll start praying, if it be your will, God, because that's a safe prayer. Jesus said, I send you out as sheep among wolves. There's nothing safe about that statement. (laughs) <laughs> right he, he's this isn't this isn't if we didn't we didn't we didn't come into the kingdom to say safe and secure even though we're we are we are we sing we're safe and warm in your loving arms we're in his arms but that doesn't mean that that we live a safe life not, it's just not that's not what was demonstrated to us and so jesus steps onto the scene in, in Matthew chapter 3, verses uh, 16 and 17, and he's, he's getting baptized. And when he gets baptized, the, holy, the heavens open and the Holy Spirit comes upon him. So I'm going to give you some this week and the rest next week. All right? Because I don't have enough time to give you all, all this. I don't have enough time to do it in two weeks, but I'm going to do as much as I can. So I'm going to lay a foundation for you. And so this is what I see. Jesus, baptism by John the Baptist, the Spirit of God comes upon him. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, right? So the kingdom's not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy inside of the Holy Spirit. And so what we gather from that is that the kingdom realm resides within the realm of Holy Spirit. 
So this is what I see. Jesus gets baptized. The Holy Spirit comes upon him. So the kingdom has come to earth upon a man that has given his life to be in right relationship with the Father. To not only go to the cross for us so that the power of sin could be broken over us and that we could have the same type of relationship he demonstrated to us with the Father, but also so that he could show us the lifestyle that we were always created to live. It's a, it's a lifestyle of the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Look at this, Matthew 4, 17. This is, this is after Jesus' baptism. He gets driven into the wilderness. There's a temptation. Uh, the enemy attacks his identity, and then he comes out of that, and he begins ministry. In Matthew 4, 17, he says, From the time Jesus began to preach and say, From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The word repent literally means to change your mind. Right? It, mean, it means to change your mind about something. So Jesus has come to change their minds about what the kingdom is supposed to look like. And he says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So to understand kingdom, I need to understand what it actually means. King, if you break the word down, king, royalty, or royal identity, and then dumb, dominion, dominion or rule, or authority. And so when I, when I begin to understand the kingdom, I begin to understand my royal identity, which goes along with my delegated authority. It's the, the first institution of man's commission on planet earth was in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28, when the conversation in heaven, we, I often refer back to it when I talk about that we've been created in the image of God. Right? We've all been created in the image of God, in His likeness. But in verse 28, He, he tells them that, then God blessed them, and God said to them, be, fruit, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So dominion was instituted at the very beginning in the same commission that He instituted in Genesis chapter 1. After Adam and Eve messed up, Jesus comes and he begins to demonstrate what Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 was always meant to be. That was the plan all along. Remember, Jesus was plan A. And so he comes and he begins to show us after he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What do you gather from at hand? It's, it's near, right? It's within reach. And so then in Matthew chapter 4, what you see is Jesus begins in verse 23. It says, Jesus was going about in all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every sickness in the people and the news about him, uh, healing every disease and every sickness among the people. Verse 24, and the news about him spread throughout Syria and they brought to him all who were ill, suffering with various diseases and severe pain, demon-possessed, people with epilepsy, and people who were paralyzed, and he healed them. If you look in the New Living Translation, it says he healed them all. But in that statement, he healed them is indicated that he healed them all. Right? So Jesus comes. 
the kingdom comes upon him because it's contained within the realm of Holy Spirit. He then tells people, this is why I came, so that you'll change your mind about the kingdom, and I'm going to show you what it looks like. And so then he preaches the gospel of the kingdom and demonstrates what the gospel of the kingdom is because the gospel of the kingdom comes in action. It comes through a demonstration of every son and daughter that understands that kingdom lifestyle is for every one of us. Right? And so there's, uh, in, Genesis, in Genesis 28, let me try to tie something together for you. In Genesis 28, I've talked about this before. This is in starting verse 10 through verse 17 is, is, Jacob's, is Jacob's ladder. And uh, <laughs> Lindsay loves it when I talk about Jacob's ladder because I've, I've preached on it more times than I've probably preached on anything. Um, because it's, it's just, it, for one, it's, it's one of those, it's one of the first mentions, the first mention of the house of God in, in Genesis 28. And so Jacob is, is having this dream and I'm not going to read through the whole passage for time's sake, but I'm going to read verses 16 and 17. And this is right after Jacob saw in this dream, a ladder that was set up in heaven and touched earth, and angels were actually ascending and descending on it, and God was standing over the ladder. Like, that's a, you know, that's a dream that you keep a hold of for a long time, right? That, go, that one goes right at the top of the journal. And then Jacob awoke, this is verse 16, Genesis 28, then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. We won't talk about how that's possible. Verse 17, and he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Right? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So Jesus, in John chapter 1, uh, you see verse 49 through 51. Jesus, uh, Nathaniel, he had just told Nathaniel, look, I saw you under a fig tree. Uh, before Philip found you, I saw you, and, and Nathaniel just goes nuts and says, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. In verse 50, Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you that I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. And so you see the parallels, as I've talked about before, and what was a place actually became a person. So what was the ladder in Jacob's dream became Jesus. And so you can, you can get lots of revelation just from that in and of itself as Jesus is now the access point of heaven. Jesus demonstrates what it looks like for there to be an open heaven over your life. Jesus actually becomes the gateway to, to heaven coming into planet earth. So let me tie this t together for you and, and hopefully make it make sense. Jesus taught the disciples to pray in Matthew 6. Our Father, who art in heaven. I've recited this so many times. Who grew up in Catholic Church? Like we said, our Father. You know what I mean? A whole lot of times. And um, I, I'm, I'm grateful for that prayer because it's brought me this revelation. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus teaches the disciples to pray this. It's the only prayer that he teaches them to pray. But he, just doesn't, he doesn't only teach them through articulation or, or being verbal about it. He actually shows them what it looks like for the kingdom to be on planet earth. He actually shows all of us what it looks like for the will of the Father to come to planet earth. He is the, Jesus is the embodiment of the will of God on the planet. And so if I'm ever curious about the will, what, what the, the will of the Father is, I can just look to Jesus. I'll look through the Gospels and I begin to understand that Jesus' life is the will of God for every single believer. It will be displayed through our talents, through our tastes, through our passions, through our callings, and through our graces and anointings. But it will all, across the board, it's the same calling for every single person. It's to demonstrate the kingdom on planet earth as it is in heaven. No sickness in heaven, that means there's not supposed to be sickness in earth. And it's our responsibility, because God chose to partner with us, to actually exterminate the things of the enemy's kingdom that are on planet earth. And so we get to partner with Jesus, we do this with him, not for him, and he shows us what a king's kid, or somebody who understands their royal identity and who understands their royal authority, can live in the day-to-day life. The thing that Jesus didn't have, that, that we do have, is a gate. You know, remember when, when Jacob said, this is none other than the gate of heaven. I believe that the gate is, is right here in our, in our minds. That what I believe and how much of my mind I choose to transform through the word of God coming through intimacy and revelation and encounters with him will determine how much of the kingdom actually comes through me on planet earth. That it's not on God's end like he's withholding power. He, he's not withholding anything. He doesn't withhold anything good from his kids. He's been pouring out since Pentecost and he hasn't stopped. Right? So there's been a continuation of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit since Acts 2. And every single believer got the fullness of Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We say, well, Jesus got the Spirit without measure. Oftentimes, I've heard it as an excuse. Well, let me ask you, who measured the Holy Spirit to you? My guess would be you, <laughs> because I'm the only one that ever measured how much of Holy Spirit I had. Because when we got filled, <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't get much more practical than that, right? <laughs> Let me give you the definition of filled. <laughs> oh, you already guessed it. Okay. It means you're, it means you're full. Right? It means when Holy Spirit came on the inside of us, the same Holy Spirit that came upon Jesus is that the realm of the kingdom came within us and gave us access to everything that we would need in the Christian life. And so the Christian life is more about discovery than it is about me obtaining things that are externally to try to get breakthrough. Now, this is what I'm not saying. 
I'm not saying we don't fast. I'm not saying we don't spend time in, in prayer. I'm not saying that we don't read the word. I'm not saying we don't get people to pray for us and lay hands on us and, and do all those things. But even impartation, we can get all the impartation we want in the, in the world of all the great people. And this right here, my mind will still block the fullness of that coming out if it's not transformed. It will just be another great encounter that I had with somebody that laid hands on me and I probably looked ridiculous in front of all the people that were around me because I ended up on the floor shaking or whatever happened, right? <laughs> I may have had a good time, but that good time was supposed to result in a lifestyle that demonstrated the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven on a daily basis. And so the fullness of Holy Spirit in me brings me to the conclusion that this gate that's in my mind was only ever meant to be temporary. It's, it's like something that you would put up that was, it's like one of those plastic fences that you see around construction sites that have holes in it, the orange ones. You familiar? You guys tracking with me? Right? It's, those are temporary. <laughs> those are temporary, right? And they have holes in them. This is the way that I see it, is that there's kingdom that's leaking out of every single one of us. Every one of us can look in our lives and say, I think differently. Uh, there's things that are happening through me. I'm producing fruit that I didn't produce before, right? Like, I'm, like there's things happening, but there's still things that aren't happening that I, I believe should be happening. And that's okay. We celebrate progress and, and not perfection. We celebrate where we're at and, and not focus on where we're not, but with that, with the celebration, there's still contention for the rest of it. And so that temporary gate is supposed to be replaced through revelation, but not just revelation. It's great that I get it, okay? I believe that everybody in this room, everybody that's watching, or at least the majority of everybody would agree with what I'm saying. We'd agree this is, is truth, at least the main points of it. We're like, okay, the kingdom on earth, it's, it's God's will. He wants to see, you know, kingdom manifest. He wants uh, earth to look like heaven. You know, the enemy's kingdom is in places that it's not supposed to be because his authority was completely taken. His, his authority was completely taken by Jesus. And so I'm like, okay, I, I believe in miracles. I believe that's good. I, I see it in the word, you know, like lay hands on the sick and they recover. I'm like signs, wonders, and miracles will follow me because I'm a believer. Like, cause you know, even if I'm wrestling with it some, I, I, I get. Oh, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's truth. My revelation, without activation, is only theory in my life. So, if you were to come in here and I were to teach you what I'm teaching you right now. If I would teach you that God still speaks to people and, and there's prophetic words that take place and that still happens and healing still happens and miracles still happen. And all I ever did was talk about it and I never demonstrated it. And you could come and ask me and say, hey, do you believe in, you believe in miracles? I'd say, yeah, you hear me teach about them. Have you seen any happen? Have you, have you tried to see miracles happen? No, I, I, haven't, I haven't said it, but that's, that's part of our theology is that miracles still happen today. You could tell me that my theology is just theory. Because kingdom revelation was never meant to be sat on. It was actually meant to be activated through the life of the believer by me stepping out and taking a risk. Because love looks like something. 
Because when I love the person that's standing in front of me, I am, I am going to realize that if they need a miracle, that the miracle worker lives inside me. If they need deliverance, I realize that the power of the enemy that's present there does not belong there. He's trespassing. And I have authority as a king's kid to, to destroy the works of the devil in that person's life. Right? It, it's love. And so the revelation I get must be activated in my life through the practical of me actually stepping out and doing something with it. That looks different for all of us. We're, we're at different levels. We're at different, uh, we're at different understandings. We're, we're, but I'll tell you that you don't have to fully get it for you to step out and do it. Colson, last week, I don't know that he knows the gospel. He's nine years old. He, he may know the gospel. He may know some form of the gospel, Right? But I would be surprised if he could articulate to you that we've been born of uncorruptible seed and born again in our new nature in Christ is to be holy and sinless and, you know, all those things, right? Uh, He probably doesn't have language for identity and know that we're sons and daughters and all that. He doesn't have a full understanding. Well, I don't know if we all, any of us have a full understanding of the kingdom, but we've got a better understanding than than the nine-year-old. But demonstration came through him. Demonstration of the kingdom came through, and the kingdom came on earth as it is in heaven because there's no short legs in heaven. There's no people that got jacked up hips in heaven, right? So if I ever wonder what the will of the Father is, I just think, well, is it in heaven? There's no addiction in heaven, right? No torment in heaven, none of those things. And so then when I, am, uh, when I can... I can just look at that, the simplicity of the gospel. Is it in heaven? No. Then it's not supposed to be here. And I just step out and take a risk. I don't have to have my prayer model figured out. I don't have to have, the, if I say the right words or put my hand in the right place or hold my mouth right or should I stand on one foot? And should I be loud? Should I be quiet? Should I speak in King James? Should I, you know what I mean? What should I do? What? <laughs> It's, I'm, I'm, I, can, I can laugh about those things because my upbringing into this, to the place that I'm at right now, those are all things that I went through in my mind. All the mental gymnastics of, of having to get everything right. I got to have, have this all together. And, and Jesus was like, no, I just want you to step out and activate what I'm showing you. Do you believe, do you believe it can happen? It doesn't even have to be 100% belief. Do you even have a, a just... Do you got 10% belief it can happen? Yes, do it. <laughs> All you need is a mustard seed of faith for the kingdom to come. Even if the fence is still there, even if the gate, the access point of heaven is not wide open in my mind, it's okay. There's holes in that fence. Right? It's going to leak out. It's going to leak out. And instead of me, instead of me sitting and hoping that the scripture by itself would transform my mind. I'm going to get up and I'm actually going to go and do it. I'm going to demonstrate the kingdom. And I believe that when I step out to demonstrate the kingdom, that it actually begins to transform my mind at a higher rate than if I just meditate on the scripture in and of itself. And I never 
get up and do something about the revelation that God's giving me. Because activation is supposed to come through demonstration. It's what Jesus showed us. It's what Jesus modeled us. And he gave us. He gave us everything we need. He's like, this is what I had. I had Holy Spirit. You got Holy Spirit. You actually have the New Testament. I didn't have it even though I was the embodiment of it. (laughs) He's like, I've given you a road map. Look, don't just sit at home and read it. But when you get with me and you see something like that, immediately go activate it. Go and try. You say, what happens if it it doesn't happen? Things didn't happen in here today that we're supposed to. I know it. I I know it with all of my being that every person is supposed to be pain-free and sickness-free. You can't convince me otherwise. There isn't anything that happened in the world at this point. We've gone, like we sing, we've gone too far, seen too much. It's way, we're way past that, right? It's been too many years of it, even though we still don't see it. And so now it actually, there's greater compassion and a tiny bit of aggravation that I believe is righteous. That, that I'm like, I'm not, and what it's doing, it's not aggravation in the way you think somebody made you mad or, you know, somebody said something bad to you. I, I, what it's doing for me is it's causing me to be relentless in the pursuit of everything that Jesus paid for. And I'm like, it's okay to be like that, right? It's like, I'm not, get, I'm not giving in. There, and, and I'm glad that we're around a whole bunch of people who aren't willing to quit because we've all been in situations where the kingdom should have come in a certain way, but it didn't, right? But I'd say that we've all seen it demonstrated, even if you've only seen it demonstrated in Susie's life last week. We've all seen the kingdom demonstrated on earth as it is in heaven, right? And that testimony and other testimonies, the testimony of our lives being changed, has given us a different set of glasses to look through. They're kingdom lenses. And so Jesus has shown us and invited us into a lifestyle that says, this is what you were made for. You were made to see the sick healed, the dead raised. You know, Owen said not long ago, he's, you know, when he was doing an announcement, he's like, I haven't seen a lot of dead people raised. And I was thinking about people that have seen a lot of dead people raised that are on the planet right now. And I thought, well, they just must be around more dead people than I am. (laughs) Right? I'm not going to see dead people raised if I'm not around dead people. (laughs) So if you want the opportunity, (laughs) better position yourself around some people that don't have any life in them. (laughs) I don't mean spiritually. I mean literally. (laughs) And most of the people that are seeing a lot of dead people raised are in third world countries where people are dying from all sorts of reasons that people don't die from here. And so we were, we were, we were made for this lifestyle. If I can leave you with anything as I get ready to pray, is that, that I believe that the gate, the, the access point of heaven is in our minds and the fullness of it is pushing, is pushing against constantly. And, and just like a dam that has a crack in it, when water beats on it over and over and over and over again, it, it is going to break. That water is going to come through. It is going to bust that dam wide open. And that's what's happening in our minds right now. 
with every meditation of, of kingdom truth, with every meditation of testimony, with every time I step out and pray for somebody to see the kingdom come, that water is beating stronger and stronger and stronger against the gate, against the access point of my mind. And the fullness of the kingdom is just waiting to come through our lives into planet Earth so that we can see this, this planet look like everything that Jesus demonstrated it's supposed to. It's supposed to look like heaven. He's given us, you and I have everything that we need. There, you're not lacking anything. You've got it. Just because I may not believe that doesn't mean that it's true. <laughs> right? That's good news. It's good news. It's in there. And so stand with me as you would, or if you would, <laughs> as you would. Well, I, don't, I don't know what that meant, but you guys started standing up, so you must have got it. I just, I feel like that we're, I feel like collectively, individually, that we're on the brink of such a great breakthrough in our personal lives of the kingdom coming through us personally. I've seen uh, even people that, I feel like there's people in the room that, that have, have said, I, I, I'm just not made for that. I, that's just not me. I'm, you know, I'm going to support people that do it. I, I'm going to believe it, but it's, I'm not going to see miracles happen in, in the store. I'm not going to see him happen at my work. It's just, you know, I, I'll still pray for him from a distance or whatever. I feel like that's shifting. I feel like that's shifting. That there's something that's rising up from the Spirit of God on the inside of us that's crashing against that gate, against that access point of our minds that won't, that won't let us sit still any longer. That it's, it's literally happening. That, that the gate is coming down. That it's, it's going to become our, our everyday normal Christian life is going to look like the life of Jesus. That's what we were made for. So, Father, thank you so much that you are, you set us up to see the kingdom realm come into planet earth as it is in heaven. Thank you that you have given us uh, a royal identity, that you have given us kingdom authority, that you have taught us that there's the co-mission that we are co-laboring with you Jesus to see the earth look like heaven, to see every bit of darkness driven out to see light explode into places that it isn't presently at and, and ultimately to see other people experience your love in ways that we have and see them come into their identity as sons and daughters we thank you that now is the time for more. Now is the time for, for greater reality of kingdom coming through us, individually and collectively. We thank you, Father, for what we've seen. We've seen more great things than I can count. We have them. Um, we are. We are so grateful. We are so thankful for every miracle, every healing, every life changed, every demon that's left and stopped tormenting people that we've got to minister to and love on. We thank you for every prophetic word that's been, been you, that's been accurate, that's connected people to your heart. We thank you for every sign, every wonder, the things we're still wondering about that we've seen and we don't totally get, but they've pointed us to you. We thank you for it all. And with that, 
we know, we know there is more. We know there's so, so much more. And so we ask for the more, that the access point of our minds would would be transformed in a greater way. There needs to be a switch that's flipped or a light bulb moment, whatever it is. We pray that, that it happened. We thank you for a greater grace. I even feel it in the room right now. There's a greater grace for the miraculous. We thank you, Father, for the miracles of, of people giving their life to you, to the miracles of deliverance, the miracles of bodies coming whole. I thank you that the grace is in the room for us to, to step into this, to press in until we see all that you paid for, Jesus, until we see greater works in our everyday life. and We can pass that on in a greater way than we got it to our kids and to their kids and to their kids and to every generation until you come back. We thank you that we get to be we get to be a part of this. So thank you for the more. Thank you for the more. This is this is not a prayer that I can pray for you. This is not this is not a prayer that I can I can pray and just release more to you. Hunger and thirst for more is what will attract more in our lives. Not being satisfied with what we have right now is what will attract more to our lives. So thank you, Father, for each one of us igniting greater hunger and thirst for the more of the kingdom realm on earth as it is in heaven. I pray that we would become hungry, ravenous sons and daughters who love like this world has never seen and demonstrate power the same way. Yes, Father, we want to see our city, our state, our nation, and the nations of the world come to know you. See the nations discipled in the truth and then become all that you dreamed we would be. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the more. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us remain teachable, humble, remain hungry. (laughs) We want it all. You've ruined us. in a real good way for anything less than everything that was paid for. So we thank you that you've set us up for this. We embrace it. This weird, wild, wonderful journey that you've put us on. (laughs) We say yes to it all. We say yes to it all. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. saw the Holy Spirit popping bubbles and within the bubbles were things like I'm not made for this this isn't for me 
this isn't part of who I am. I haven't seen this yet, so it can't be for me. So I'm popping bubbles of things that aren't true. And I saw the revelation and the reality of kingdom truth coming to you in new ways for people that are online and people in the room. That everywhere you'd go, that there'd be demonstration of the kingdom and power. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4.20, for the kingdom of God is not mere talk, but it's power. So I thank you, Father, for replacing those things that aren't true with the reality of what's already in us. In Jesus' name. Got the prayer team that's pretty sure ready to come and, and pray for you all. If you if you didn't receive complete healing yet, I'd ask you to come up and get prayed for by one of these these folks that are really anxious in a good way of of seeing you become whole. Anybody else that needs healing, maybe you didn't have pain in your body, but you've got some kind of sickness or disease or something that you need to go, or maybe you've got a a hurt heart or whatever it is, I want to pray for you. So I encourage you as you... present. He got in become very tangible today. Moving on from these moments for me is very very difficult at times. I feel like there's deep deposits for us today and I'd encourage you to to step out this week. Take a risk. You know, demonstrate the kingdom in whatever way you feel led. Doesn't have to be a way I talked about, but there's going to be opportunity. I guarantee you that. Even if you don't leave your house, there's opportunity. You'll see it on social media. You'll, <laughs> right, you got a, a kid that gets hurt or whatever it is. There's going to be opportunity this week. Let's be relentless in our pursuit of, of what he has for us. It's what we're made for. So, yeah, I'm encouraged. Jesus is doing amazing things. Thanks, Jesus. I bless you guys. and bless you in your hunger and thirst for more of what he has for us. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.us.